Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, with your host, TJ Bowser and Grandmaster Ziad. And welcome to episode 14 of the Do Back Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser. Grandmaster Z here, signing on. And it's the man, the myth, the legend, Joel Storms. Today is May the 4th. Be with you all. We are 20 days out. 20? Yeah. 20 days out from Solo, a Star Wars story. We are anticipating... This movie, like, ridiculous. Like, the anticipation is ridiculous. I mean, pre-sale tickets have gone on sale today. Uh, buy them now. Fandango, wherever the hell you get that shit at. Mo, how was your week in Star Wars? Yeah, um, finals kicking my ass as usual. However, looking forward to this podcast as usual and just knowing that Solo is less than three weeks away is kind of getting me through this all. I think that goes for all of us. What about you, Joel? Well, my expectations for Solo are literally so low. So, yeah, so <laughs> just so low. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, dragging along and a uh, few fan films and uh, reviewing fan films and, uh, yeah, be sure to check those out on our on our website. Um, Joel does an awesome job going through countless fan films, reviews them, compares them. Worth checking out, absolutely. And I actually make sure to only review the ones that I think are worthy. So if you have any, just suggest them. But uh, if they're not coming up, then it means I I did not like them, and I don't want to piss on you know fan projects that in in that regard. So I'm just leaving them out then. That's understandable, Joel. Uh, very, very understandable. <laughs> so, uh, this week has been kind of slow on Star Wars news, but we have a full episode for you today, which is right now. We will be talking about it now. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a new featurette called Becoming Solo which I'm going to guess is about Alden Ehrenreich becoming Solo. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. It's like a... It's really short, two minutes or so, and it has some cool screenshots. Um, yeah, yeah, it does. Some cool screenshots you can pull out. Um, stuff that looks like from Corellia, um, some of the industrial-like scenery. Um, Excellent. Definitely worth yeah. uh, looking at, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, all kidding aside, I mean, um, I, I don't like Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. I, I think he's a great actor and he could, he could be a welcome addition to the franchise, but just not as Han. But literally everything else that I see in the trailers and the featurettes and the things, everything else looks good. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly getting a little optimistic about this. Slowly. You're not very... Donald Glover. Right? Donald Glover, yeah. It's a great uh, casting choice. 
Absolutely, and I, and I feel that it could be a real win if they actually would um, would make a Lando movie after the, after this. Well, I mean, Kenobi first, but then a Lando maybe. That'd be uh, that'd because be pretty he, awesome. He could, he could he could deliver something. Yeah, Absolutely. So yeah. during this uh, little featurette here, we get a small glimpse at what seems to be a small like war going on. Uh, we have Han, Val, and Tobias Beckett dressed up as stormtroopers. ATR, ATSTs are dropping like a motherfucker. Like shit's going crazy. Uh, blaster fire everywhere. DL 44s, you know, normal Star Wars uh, affair. Yeah, Donald Glover says in the featurette, we're meeting Han right before he becomes the Han that we know. Which is. Which is what? The betrayal that uh, Harrison Ford gave us. So we're going to see how he become. Well, he goes from a young hopeful in the Imperial Academy to fuck the Empire. <laughs> right, right, for sure. The coming well, of the age story of sorts. Fuck the, uh, the galaxy, fuck actually. Fuck the police. He, he, didn't really, he didn't really search for any alliance to share his opinion with. So That's very true. Is Chewbacca merely a nickname? Because we do see that um, the Wookiee co-pilot, he's in, in the featurette, he's standing next to Han, and then he's like, Lurr! and then Han's like, yeah, I'm not, you need a nickname, I'm not saying that every time. Yeah, I don't like that, to be honest. I, I think he's just... <laughs> after, all, after all these years, uh, then they're suddenly going to reveal that it's not really his name. It's like, oh man, that, that that's his name already, man. <laughs> man, who even I knows mean, what his real name would be? Like, how do you write out? Well, obviously Han knows uh, knows Wookie, so uh, he could translate that, you know, in in galactic standards, and uh, that's called Chewbacca. Then that's fine, and he yes. can translate everything else. So. Yes, of course. What if his it name is like... as if we'll be much closer to seeing the man who stole the heart of a princess by the time Solo, a Star Wars story, has concluded. Absolutely. So Donnie, Donnie G, Donnie Glover, Childish Gambino, blah, you know, he gave us a little uh, behind-the-scenes tour of the Millennium Falcon in this little video he has up here. Uh, so, let's talk about it. Let's talk about how clean that motherfucker looks on the inside. Right. It oh does. It does. It's pretty cool, actually. You're pretty cool. And his wardrobe? Oh. The capes. Capes for days. Capes for, <laughs> capes for days. days. Yeah. He's, he's got a cape for everything, man. He does. Jesus. Yeah. There's one nights out. But that bar, though. Oh, that, that, oh. Cocktail Necessities. <laughs> Captain Brewer. Heated Press Space Blender. Oh. It does seem as though Lando took better care. <laughs> yeah, it does seem as though the the Millennium Falcon was under much better care under Lando than it was under Han. Well, a scruffy looking nerf herder got a hold of it. So, what did you expect? I, I don't know. I, I blame Chewbacca. Scratching his back <laughs> everywhere, rubbing his uh, his Wookiee genitals all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I see. What are you doing, Chewie? I mean, Wookiee's <laughs> <laughs> got needs, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
There's this cute little scene in the t- in the recent TV spot where we see Amelia Clark's character Kira trying on some of Lando's capes. So uh, exciting! Is the first of the It'd be funny, like in the movie, he walks and he's like, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> those those aren't your capes, girl. But you can come back to my room and I'll show you. I'll try some on for you." The cape room, cape armoire. Ooh, <clears throat> shit's getting <clears throat> fancy. Well, uh, let's see. We, we we knew we knew Lando was a clean motherfucker. For sure. Now we're gonna sure. see a little behind the scenes type stuff. But it, yeah, it is nice that yep. we get behind the scenes stuff with Disney. I mean, it really is because we got spoiled rotten with uh, Georgie L. You know, giving us all the behind the scenes goodies. You know. And now that Disney's taken over, we got some behind the scenes of the TFA and uh, TLJ and uh, right, right, Rebels stuff like that. You know, you know what I'm saying. I do. Anyway, yes, I know what you're saying. Anyway, back to Han and Lando playing cards. I will take this one. Though Solo, a Star Wars story, doesn't premiere until later this month. A few lucky fans got the chance to see a few precious minutes of footage at Disney's CinemaCon. The footage was of an intense Sabic card game between Han Solo and Lando Carizian. Eric Davis of a Fandango was lucky to have attended the event and took uh, to Twitter to share some exclusive details. The Han Lando Sabic scene, Sabach. Feel like you should Sabak. say that, Sabach. Scene is fun. My favorite is how Lando keeps mispronouncing Han's name like Hand. Oh, Hand Solo. Han wants Lando's ship, and he hustles his way to it as Chewie and Kira stand watching. So, I mean, this this scene's going to be very important because we get to finally see how he actually gets the Falcon. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very important. It's also the beginning of a very important friendship or relationship. Yes. Uh, so later, no, or, or the end of it. I mean, so later, deadline later reported on the event. I'm literally reading your article, Mo. Deadline later <laughs> <laughs> reported to the event, unveiling even more details of the exclusive footage showing in the clip unveiled today during the Disney's presentation of the exhibitors. Emilia Clark's Kira leads Han and Chewie into a cantina that's in shambles, situated on a snowy planet. She boasts about how Lando won his ship playing Sebek a card game, and Han is hardly threatened by that. Han then begins to beat Lando hand by hand until Lando wagers the Millennium Falcon. I can take him. Let me at him, Han says. Says Han. Donald Glover sounds precisely like Billy D. Williams. Everything you've heard about me is true, Lando tells Han while wearing, warning him. You might want to quit while you're ahead. The clip goes to black before revealing who wins, but we know who that is. Yeah! You see, the trick with this scene is that we know how it ends uh-huh. already, so they need to somehow still maintain the suspense of it, even though you know we know the spoiler of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's a trick to this scene. Yeah, I feel it's, uh, it's too too big of a spoiler, actually. It's a pretty, <laughs> pretty long scene. We all know Han ends up with the fucking Falcon, so like... Yeah, of course. I mean, but, but to show the entire fucking game already, yeah. or at least lay it out already, it's like uh, it's like two minutes of the movie. It's already like, oh, you, 
can say it already word by word, word for word, if you actually, you know, have that memory. Well, next topic. So, uh, <laughs> that was really loud. Exclusive poster for Solo. For, for you know, for Solo, yeah. Star Wars story. Was released by Dolby Cinema. Uh, mm-hmm. Momo, you actually wrote an article on this. I did. I talked about how this um, kind of, you know, sharing the image itself. And then if you look at the image itself, uh, it kind of, you know, the, the frame of it looks kind of like a an old Western wanted uh, sign, you know, oh, yeah. in the Wild West. Also, uh, mm-hmm. while we're here, I'd like to read you guys kindly a, a comment by Joel on the website about this article. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, so uh, our, our very own em- same Han and Kira photos as the other posters used. Who does this marketing? The post post looks cool, but using the same photos time and time again is lazy and uninspired. To quote Joel in a comment on, on the dobackdiscussion.net. Okay, why is every poster made of the same pictures? Even the ones without guns are just Photoshop's edits of the other ones. It's super lazy. This is the Debbie Downer of Dubak Discussion. This is is the guy that's like, oh, look, a nice article. Let's fucking destroy it. It's the man, the myth, the legend himself. It is. Like, I I see him, like, walking along beaches and, like, kids building sandcastles. And he's just like, boy, you look like you worked hard on that. And he just fucking kicks it. He just fucking kicks it. He's like, I wouldn't kick it. I would throw my frisbee in it, and then my <laughs> dog would throw it over. <laughs> <laughs> While having a beer in your hand. While having a beer in my hand. Yeah. While having a beer uninspired. No, but I mean, just because of Star Wars doesn't mean I don't have to be critical. Right? That's true. But just, you're critical about everything. Of course. course. Yeah. It's the Dutch in him. Huh. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's the it's a butthurt fanboy that uh, that that just didn't like the Last Jedi. How about you just wear Were your Boba Fett shirt? Like this, or was up. it since the Last Jedi? It was since the Last Jedi. Absolutely. So the Force Awakens <laughs> so didn't it, piss you off, but life, the Last man. Jedi just completely just was like, yeah, fucking hate it. Really, no. No, but the Force Awakens level was like, meh, yeah, it's a remake, whatever. <laughs> but then with with the Last Jedi, I was like, oh, this is so amazing the first time I watched it. And the second time I watched it, it's like, oh, man, this is really terrible. <laughs> I'm really, and I'm really pissed that I liked it the first time. So, Joel, <laughs> will you take over the next uh, little article we got going on here? Oh, yeah, I'm a little, uh, grab that out. Talking um, about Zeke No, dismissed from episode nine earlier than realized. Yes, I want to open Yes, talk about it. Talk about it. All right, so a recent report that somehow slipped under the radar suggests that Colin Trevorrow was released of his duties uh, to direct Star Wars Episode Nine months before it was officially announced. Scott Wempler, blah, blah, mentioned, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> Wempler ultimately chose not to break the story because he didn't have a second source to back up his claim, so he merely teased it in late June. But looking closer at the timeline of events indicate that there's more to the story than, to, than just hearsay. Take, for instance, a comment made less than a week later from Trevorrow himself. Speaking to Empire on their podcast, he indicates that he was less enthusiastic to work on the Star Wars movie, knowing that it was to be a difficult job as opposed to something he could truly enjoy. 
Unfortunately, quote, unfortunately, Ryan's film is the first one I won't be able to watch as an audience member. I got the privilege with The Force Awakens. I just got to go see it with a Star Wars fan. I got to sit next to my kid and just giggle as we read the crawl because we were so excited. Rogue One the same way. I didn't see it in advance. That time is over now. Star Wars is no longer that experience for me. If there's anything kind of sad about it, it's that I don't get to have that. End quote. So even before this, he made note of how exhausting it was for him to work on Jurassic World. At the same time as uh, Star Wars Episode 9. And perhaps the signs were there that he wasn't completely happy with how things were going. Hey, we got JJ back. That's all that matters. JJ. <clears throat> yeah, no, no confidence. Yeah, you probably just copy Episode 6. Uh... Yeah, I think having JJ on instead of Trevor is probably a good idea. I'm not I'm not really a big fan of Trevor's work anyway. But with that being said, I hope JJ doesn't pull another TFA on us. As in, what do you mean by that? Okay, I don't think Joel will agree. Episode seven is merely a shadow or a replication of episode four. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. The whole yeah. fucking a movie. The whole fucking it's, it's not. It's not as terrible as, for, as, as The Last Jedi, but it, I mean, there, there were definitely moments that, in there that's like, yeah, okay. That's a that's an opinion. That, that, that's an opinion. I, Muhammad and I don't think that The Last <laughs> Jedi is horrible. We also don't think it's perfect. It has its faults, like any other film. But I'm also saying that The Force Awakens is a lazy reboot. Yeah, right. I can. I if if anything, that. that's that's not the last Jedi. I, I have to admit that. I mean, the, yeah, most the last in- Jedi is totally, totally something else, which pissed so many people off. Mm-hmm. And it, it went in a different direction. Uh, the same way the Empire Strikes Back changed everything. Hello. Yeah, but <laughs> was anybody pissed about that? How the fuck do we know? We're not old enough to know. Actually, I, no. Remember, uh, in the Time Magazine TG that we looked at. Uh, the special edition on Star Wars. Do you remember Empire Strikes Back got like shat on so hard when it first came out? Yeah, so I'm gonna guess that there's a very similar uh, reception to Empire mm-hmm. that than uh, Last Jedi. And if I remember correctly, Empire is referred to as the best Star Wars movie. Yeah, yes, I guess we'll have to wait to see if the Last Jedi ages well or not. Like a fine wine. Indeed. Indeed. Okay, guys. Uh, let the let the TJ take over the reins now. Uh, Star Wars Resistance was announced. Woo! We got an anime style Star Wars series in the works. Yes. Dobackdiscussion.net reports with Star Wars Rebels coming to an end. Disney is preparing to launch a new television series. Hold on. I just said with Dubek. Oh god, I'm so proud. With Star Wars Rebels coming to an end, Disney is preparing to launch a new television based on events leading up to the Star Wars The Force Awakens. This anime-inspired series has been given the title Star Wars Resistance. Dave Filoni, the Filoni man, Dave Filoni himself, has taken on the task of bringing 
this new series to life. The Star Wars series veteran responsible for Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and Star Wars Rebels stated the idea for Star Wars Resistance came out of my interest in World War II aircraft and fighter pilots. The series is going to focus on young Resistance pilot named Kazudo Zaino. I think everyone's going to call him Kaz, though. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't see, I don't see Kazudo being used in dialogue repeatedly. Yo, Kazudo! It's going to sound like a Rocky movie. This pilot is tasked with the dangerous mission to spy on the glo- growing threat of the First Order. So he's like a recon uh, pilot. Right. Not only will we, yeah. we meet this new character, but Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie Woo! Uh, will be voicing their Force Awakens characters, as in Phasma and Paul Dameron. The main cast compromises of Christopher Sean, Days of Our Lives, Susie McGrath, EastEnders, Scott Lawrence, Legion, Myrna Velasco, Eleanor Velas, Josh Berner, Silicon Valley, Donald Facion, Scrubs, Bobby, I am murdering these last names, Bobby Moynihan, DuckTales, Jim Rash, Community, (laughs) and Rachel Butera, Tammy's Tiny Tea Time. Star Wars Resistance is not set to release until fall of this year. That was reported on by our very own Gold Leader, a.k.a. Tim Keegan, a.k.a. Porkins. Uh, a.k.a. Hoagie. A.k.a. Hoagie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like this direction, man. I like uh, I like the anime style. If you like didn't anime, know, so. Clone Wars. Really? What? Yeah. You're excited about this? <laughs> I'm, I'm ex- actually <laughs> excited, yeah. What? Yeah, it's definitely, man. So you gotta trust the hat. Trust the hat. I mean, for sure, I'm 100% on board. I'm just elated that we're on the same page for a change. <laughs> Dude, I just came back. I just watched um, The Clone Wars and Rebels. And even though there, there were elements in there that I did not like, uh, overall, the story was really, really good. And the character development was really, really good. And it just, it got me. And I'm, I'm actually, I want this guy to lead Lucasfilm, uh, but you know, until then, I'm just excited that he gets another show, and uh, the that next at least shirt. some part of Star Wars is going to be good. The next shirt we're going to sell for Dubak is going gonna, gonna to say, fuck JJ, bring back Filoni. What? Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 like, the force is gender neutral. <laughs> I like that idea. Also, I like what what Joel just said. Um, trust the hat. We could have like an outline of a cowboy hat. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Trust yes. the hat. Trust in the trust hat. The head. Hearing it first, guys. Do back to Sky Show. We'll be selling shirts that says trust the hat. And it will have the Indiana Jones hat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, actually, I, I wear fedoras outside now. So, yeah. Wow, I nothing screams, I'm a fucking pedophile, <laughs> than a really tall, lanky dude wearing a fedora getting in a white van. <laughs> white and blue. White and blue. <laughs> right? <laughs> Somewhat camouflaged. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love our fucking... Podcast. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> good times. Good times. Star Wars Day Deals. Mo, mo, mo. Take it away. 
Most auto parts, yeah. If you guys head on over to starwars.com slash news slash May the 4th deals, you will find some fantastic 2018 deals starting today. Light, darkness, a balance. Each year on Star Wars Day, we celebrate the Star Wars saga, our favorite characters and lines, and everything the galaxy far, far away means to you. It's also a great time to save on May the 4th deals. Breathe just Breathe and dude, check out StarWars.com's guide to some of our favorite Star Wars sales below, which I'll review. What was dude, that, Joel? Dude, what? Dude, dude, look at that. There's an art piece with the solo characters in different poses than all the other posters. <laughs> so they do have your photos. So they do. They do, they do. So dude, why don't they use them? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's just marketing. Right. <laughs> you got... We got mix and match customizable backpacks. We got Chewbacca styled luggage. Um, luggage. We got look at the lucky just uh, fucking yeah, that's Darth a, Maul figure. Yeah, the, that plastic. Oh, but the Artissimo ready to hang wall art that that uh, Joel was talking about that looks sick. That looks really sick. Yeah, I like that, that outline. It, it's kind of it, it kind of reminds me of the Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. Um, thing and it's like oh wow Bob, here's it, another plagiarism but it's really well done yep we'll see a it's plagiarism not much like it, but it's like yeah you, you have those silhouettes yeah yeah it's pretty <laughs> cool we got lego clocks and watches we got clothes we got fancy little cross towns and star wars pens man there's a lot of stuff we got i could there like is. we got decals we got fucking uh fat heads some pretty cool uh what the fuck do you call me what? <laughs> little Funko collectibles, lots of cool clothes from the Gap and whatnot. Yeah, just uh, yeah. I don't want to. There's a lot of stuff. I we, I could like list them all, but then I take up half the. Oh, I'm just Ooh, gonna, that's uh, a cool also, uh, her universe. Ashley Eckstein's uh, clothing line is thirty percent off today. Are you gonna get your daughter something? Uh, they, they they sell it for dudes. Uh, it's not only her universe; it's our universe. Gender neutral force. Yes. Uh, they sell a uh, Millennium Falcon jumpsuit, and I'm all about the jumpsuit life because I like to dress like a Russian mobster. So, uh, <laughs> and she's They're selling Mandalorian skulls too. Uh, is that Regal Robot? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a thing that they do. They've done it. They've been doing it for a while. They also sell a dewback couch. A couch. Uh, hold on, hold on. This is what we're gonna buy. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I've never showed you this. M- fucking, we know where Joel's next uh, things coming mm-hmm. from. Here, I'll show you guys. You guys are gonna fucking lose your shit. Wait, wait till I show you this. Okay, dude, we're in a podcast. That's a really bad, bad listener. I don't listen care. To. They don't care. They love <sighs> yes, listening. They do. To yes, scoop, dd whoop. Scoop, dd whoop. <laughs> The new Kanye West song, Lift Yourself, legendary. legendary. Quit promoting Kanye on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Here you guys go. Look at the uh, the group chat. Oh my god. (laughs) I want that couch. Jesus. I want that couch. That's future goals. We're going to have that couch, and me and Mel are going to sit there and do a podcast on it. <laughs> it's the true do back discussion. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> That'd be so dope, man. Really, I'm still scrolling down through these deals, and there is a lot. There is. There's. There's. Yeah, there is. 
So uh, yeah, if you if you get a chance, if you have actual actual money, then uh, go check that out because uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. I'm sure you'll be able to buy one, get one freeze, twenty five percent off. The overpriced Star Wars Otter boxes, which I accidentally fell into that trap and bought one. Uh, <laughs> Chewbacca uh, clothes for your dog. The fuck is this? Oh god, I just hit my head off the microphone. Uh, bed sheets. <laughs> Mandalorian skulls, like you said. Oh my god. Do you see that room decor? It has like all the blueprints for the uh, Empire in the Rebellion. Yeah. That looks dope. Little Millennium. Yeah. The Millennium Falcon. Anyway. 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 Since we already talked about the tickets going on sale today. So, Mo, could you uh, take it away? Yeah, so we got some rumors, some more rumors. Star Wars Episode Nine casting rumored for a character codenamed, quote, Arrow, I believe. C-A-R-O is what it is. Hot off the trails of their Mara rumor that we discussed in the last episode, the hashtag show is back with another report suggesting Lucasfilm is casting for a role codenamed Caro for Star Wars Episode Nine. THS reports that the casting team is looking to cast an African-American actress to portray this new character. Their official report is as follows. Quote, Casting director Nina Gold is on the hunt for an ethnic female, quote, with a strong preference for an African-American, 18 to 26 years old, to portray a character by the name of Caro. Caro is described as having a, quote, captivating naturalness and ease to her manner. Caro is a leader and a problem solver, smart, with a great sense of humor and a strong will, all this comes to her effortlessly. Now, that's all the information they're presented. And again, we can't stress enough that this can be referred to as nothing more than a rumor at this point. So we're dealing with Rose Tico 2.0. You think so? Ask Joel. Possibly. <laughs> I no mean, the only way I could see this working is her being Lando's daughter. And that was also give them an opportunity to bring back Billy D. Williams. Billy and as long Billy as he doesn't G. get enough screen time, I don't think they can ruin him very much. Yeah, there's that. I agree. Uh, but if it isn't its daughter, I can't feel, help but feel that they're going to screw her up. There's they had a lot of potentially good female characters and completely ruined or wasted them. Phasma, Holdo, Tali Lintra, Rostico. I mean, <sighs> that's what that's what you get if you force an SJW agenda in there without having competent writers to make a good fleshed out story. Absolutely. So I agree. I agree. So Joel, I think they dropped the ball on a lot of characters, but yeah, yeah. Joel, uh, this Alden Einrich interview. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Want me to read it? Oh, read it for me, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So profiled for Esquire, Alden Ehrenreich got candid about everything from the departure of Solo's original directors to the arrival of Ron Howard and the moment where he finally felt like everyone's favorite Ruffy nerve herder. Uh, everything we've heard since the firing of Phil Lord and Chris Miller back in June of last year, Aaron Reich describes as their filmmaking process, describes their filmmaking process as them, quote, playing around with it a lot. We tried a lot of different things, rethinking behind the scenes. That was yielding a different movie than the other fa- factions wanted, quote. Uh, so yeah, that, that sounds legit. That sounds like, uh, confirming what we, what we heard about all the other 
from all the other sources. Uh, we know how that eventually panned out for the directors, but Aaron Reich uh, defends against several reported rumors. He shoots down the notion that it was he who approached Kathleen Kennedy with concerns over the duo's directing and, br- directing and brushes off the role of an acting coach being brought in by Lucasfilm. Quote, she was part of conversations that happened for a couple of weeks at one point, but that was basically it. End quote. He also unequivocally calls bullshit on reports that the cast and crew broke out in a, into applause when it was announced that Blors and Miller had been replaced with Ron Howard. Quote, for a crew to do that would mean they hated Lord and Miller, uh, which, would, which was not the case by any stretch. Quote. That sounds really sincere, actually. Yes. If if there was really something going on like that, he would have said said like, "Yeah, I I don't I don't know anything about that. I I don't know where that's coming from. Some stuff like that." But like literally saying, "This is not the stretch by any case," is yeah, it sounds good. All right. Uh, judging by what we've seen in the trailers thus far, it appears as if the movie will almost definitely introduce us to a very different Han Solo than the one we'll eventually come to know in A New Hope. A Han who is far more trusting, optimistic, and vul- vulnerable than the guy who will eventually ice Greedo without a second thought. Yeah, and firing first, by the way. Uh, Howard only further confirms this, describing the movie as a, quote, rough and tumble rite of passage story about a young guy defining himself and yearning for autonomy and being tested as an individual with his own agency for the first time, end quote. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I have hope for, Uh, I have hope for Mr. uh, Ehrenreich. Aaron Reich sees Solo in much the same way, describing the film as a biotic, as a quote, biopic of a f- biopic? Yeah. biopic of a fictional biopic of a fictional character. You're watching them become that thing, or that scene in Chaplin where he goes into the wardrobe and finds a costume. That's the feeling. Quote. Close certainly make make. Th- the man so well Aaron Reich uh, credits Wikipedia with helping him prepare for the role is really all about the pants. Quote, the wardrobe is a big part. I remember doing my audition on the Falcon, putting on the jeans with the Corellian blood stripe and thinking, oh yeah, this is Star Wars. Like, this is, really is Star Wars now, end quote. We'll find out just how well those pants fit in 30 short days. <laughs> Yeah, so Ron Howard was on Good Morning America this morning. I did not watch it. I don't think anyone did here. No, yeah, it's a terrible America, time for an interview. I don't know. But. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Good Morning America airs from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Jesus. Standard Time. Jeez, man, I'm still fucking asleep then. Well, I mean, not not with a time difference. but it, yeah. It's online. You can go find it. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he just was there to promote, you know, his goddamn movie. Also, I'd like to point out the fact that Mohammed did not know that Ron Howard was a child actor on uh, the Andy Griffith show. I I didn't know that. <laughs> What's I the Andy Griffith no show? Uh, it's an American show about. Uh, well, obviously, it's uh, <laughs> t- uh, the uh, It focuses around two cops and his and his son and his uh, his uh, the son's aunt. It's it's pretty funny, and Ron Howard plays the little boy. And yeah, it's the, like black and white. It's really old. And at the beginning of the show, they introduce him as little Ronnie Howard. <laughs> it's a pretty good show. 
So what's your predictions okay. for resistance? Huh. Predictions for resistance? Well, well, I got speculation. Okay. Uh, Go for it. I think we'll see Telelintra become, because we, we only saw her shortly in The She's Last in Jedi, Global and then Squadron, she got though, killed, right? or at least her fighter got blown up. So I think we'll see uh, her a lot. Um, I'm hoping for uh, Wedge and Tilly's, at least. And maybe even Corrin Horn from the uh, Rogue Squadron novel series. Seven or eight books, is that? Um, that would be nice. Uh, and, and that's a part of the EU that I really want to uh, want to see introduced. And since uh, Filoni always said, like, yeah, well, if, if there's a chance that we can bring the characters in without changing them too much and they still retain their their character, then uh, there's, a, there's a chance we can do that. So, so you have hope that they'll bring in Legends characters and material. Yeah, yeah, especially, you know, this Corrin Horn was uh, part of Rogue Squadron in uh, in, that, in that novel series. So maybe an older version of him, you know, just, just appearing or just uh, being mentioned and then not really telling his story, but at least giving him a chance to be introduced into uh, canon. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, I want to see... Just like how Rebels showed how the Rebellion grew from small little band into what it is um, in Episode 4. I hope that Resistance does the same thing. I'm excited to see how they um, do all that aerial, um, you know, fights and, you know, dogfights with, with world, you know, inspired by World War II air fights and whatnot in anime style. I wonder what that means. Uh, actually, uh, a little fun fact. That means Clone pure Wars, fucking goodness. <laughs> Clone Wars was originally supposed to be anime style, and they actually uh, hired a bunch of anime directors on board for the first season. Uh, episodes like Layer of Grievous is a good example of uh, a director from a normal anime actually directed that episode. Hmm. So it, it was every intentions that... Uh, Why didn't they do it? Uh, I, I think that just George's... Uh, vision of it, I guess, changed, and he wanted to go more the cost-effective route. I, I guess mm. with the uh, yeah, animation. the routes. That's what it does. Yeah. So, my predictions for Resistance is it's going to follow uh, that character Kazuto Kaz, and pretty much show his. Uh, it's going to develop his character from, you know, a guy just starting out in the Resistance and kind of like rising through the ranks, and then there's going to be cameo mm-hmm. appearances by. You know, Black Squadron with uh, Poe, and then Phasm is going to show up every once in a while as a bad guy. And I think they're going to pull from Legends of Material again, like they did with Legend. I mean, with Rebels, and bring in Thrawn and Rook. But uh, other than that, I, like, I don't think we'll see Thrawn. No, I we're not going to see Thrawn. Gonna... I, I'm just saying that okay. they're going to pull from uh, Legends again. Oh, uh, okay. Like, like, yeah. It's a fucking gold mine, and if they didn't, they're fucking stupid. I'm going to tell you that right now. Absolutely. Uh, so with the solo DLC being announced for. Uh, also, also, by the way, uh, DLC Season 2 for Battlefront 2 was announced. It is a solo season, but you guys could have already guessed that. With that DLC mm-hmm. season being announced, what could you guys expect? I'm expecting Enthus Nest as a villain, Kira as a hero, and Kessel as a uh, playable planet, and the Kessel run will be a space battle. Uh, what do you guys think? I think I don't care. I think I'd have... I really have no clue. I'd have to see the movie... You think it's interesting interesting that they'd release um they'd have to make sure that no spoilers are contained. They did it with uh, uh Last Jedi. With the Last with Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah. 
what we were able to play. But that was mostly story driven, and then a couple of characters you could already play. So yeah, they'll they'll probably be heroes to to play, and then the, that doesn't really mean much. Yeah, like Emphis and um, uh, Kira. Yeah, like, you could totally make them heroes without revealing anything, other than Emphis's yeah, actual exactly. gender. Yeah, other than Emphis being a girl or a boy, depending on the source. <laughs> If we've learned Troy, anything from, the, from becoming this news... Droid lives matter, yo. Yeah. So, I do want to see a Kessel Run map, you know, where it's like storms and shit going on, and you have to like fight around all that stuff. That'd be cool. <clears throat> Similar to like what the Death Star uh, DLC Is it going to be 12 seconds long? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> 12 parsecs. 12 parsecs. 12, 12 parsecs, 12 seconds. 14? <laughs> <laughs> 12 parsecs far, by the way. It's it's a measure of distance. It's like uh, Ray's like, oh, this is the ship that made the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs. 12. 12. No, do your do your solo voice. 12. Like, <laughs> you gotta make a gravelly <laughs> and piss terrible. off. 12. <laughs> 12. <laughs> or does it sound like we're trying to be Batman? I think we're trying to be Batman <laughs> at this point. So, yeah, but... Uh, I Where mean, is what he? are they thinking? I mean, I get, I get what they are thinking, actually. I don't really need to question that, but... I mean, like, these movies are gold Why are they mines. so adamant? Why are they, are they so fixed on... on? I think after um, this, DLC Season 3 will bring us Clone Wars, because they already promised us Clone Wars. That should be, the, that should be Season 2. That should be definitely you. Season 2. And then, you know, once Solo is in, and once everybody... Once that has landed with everyone, then you can bring in the Solo DLC, which, which might even get more popularity, because it's it already had a chance to land. And there's a lot of bad blood now with Battlefront, of course, with the uh, monetization uh, stuff that they pulled in the beginning. Yes. And just the lack of content. And everybody's screaming for for prequel era uh, DLC, and they're just ignoring it. And everybody's well, when like, you, oh, your yeah, entire and out. fan base and entire <laughs> player base are age, ages range 18 to 25. Uh, to yeah, something like up. that. Those people grow up, grew up on the prequels. That's what they're yeah. gonna fucking want. They're not going to yeah. want the new shit. They're not twelve year old little fucking kids who are like, oh my god, Ray. They want we want fucking Qui Gon. Yeah. We want yeah. Rex. We want Cody. We want Block. Obi-Wan. We want Fox. We want Green. Grievous. All those. Obi One is what we want. Yes. See, we, well, we want Obi- that. Obi One is definitely what we deserve, but we want all the other stuff as well. Absolutely. <laughs> also, with this uh, solo DLC, do you think we're gonna get uh, we we finally got like rebellion uh, customization options? Do you think we're gonna get uh, like Empire stuff now, like uh, Mud Troopers and Kessel Troopers and stuff like that, Mimbin Troopers stuff to, like customize your Stormtroopers even further? I hope so, man. Like, uh, I mean, they should. I really I want mean, a Sand if Trooper. Can, if you can customize one side but not the other side. I Personally, mean, yes. I want a Sand Trooper skin where like it makes him look like he's dirty. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. See, I, I, oh, dirty boy! I, I want the Endor uh, scheme as well, like the the, the force scheme. The, yes. uh, the one of the ones Did on you the just say bike. foreskin? Not foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> forest skin. Is that what you said? Yes. Oh forest my god! Skin. Your your accent made it sound like foreskin on my head headset. Of course it does, because <laughs> you can't listen. <laughs> so, how could Disney introduce the Soka into live action? It's a good fucking question. What do you well, think? Um, CGI? No, 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 no. I hope not. Just, the Twi'leks were never CGI, so why why should she... I mean, she's not she's a Twi'lek. She's not a Twi'lek, she's a Torgruta. Yeah, but it's Torgruta. it's literally the same kind of makeup, the same kind of... Um, how do they call it? The, the attachments Is on her face? Is Shock T a Torgruta? 
lacus. Yeah, but it's it's. I mean, in makeup sense, it's the same kind of process. It's literally what actress would they get and... to play Ahsoka on a live action? And he can't be Ashley Eckstein because, for one, I don't think she could what do actress? physically. Um, physically, she probably couldn't do it. I Natalie Portman. You're funny. <laughs> well, no, not Natalie Portman. Um, would, would she have to be an African American? I, I don't know any actress names. Sorry. Would she have to be an African American <laughs> to have character features uh, similar to uh, Ahsoka Tano? She, she, she may have. Yeah, she may. For the features, I, th- I think that's a possibility. I, I feel like um, yeah. older Ahsoka would have to be uh, African American, or at least of ethnic origin. Oh, I, I want to see an Italian Italian chick uh, play her actually. There's those eyes, Italian eyes, or like like um, Mediterranean uh, eyes. Ooh, or Mediterranean, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Coming into my turf as the resident series. What about Zendaya, the singer? Hmm. The fuck is that? Look Zendaya. up Zendaya. No, Kona. I don't. I don't want to hear to get. No, if you look at oh. her, I, I think she she'd be a shoe in. <laughs> She's definitely a possibility, I suppose. Zendaya Coleman it's... would totally be it. Or uh, Rosario Dawson. <clears throat> but um, oh. the real question is, what <laughs> kind of story what, what kind of story do we want her in? Do we want her in a standalone movie? No, or do we no want we her want her in to... episode 9. We want her to aid Rey in building up the Jedi Order again. No, episode nine's going to suck. I, I want her in a, in a separate movie that's good. <laughs> I don't think she's going to be in episode 9. I think Ahsoka, we're going to see her in Resistance. To be honest, I think Ahsoka is going to remain just one of those characters that is only in the animated series. Really? I'm, I'm afraid of that, I yeah. That's my prediction. Because, I... <clears throat> you know, we don't see Ezra, we don't see Kanan, we don't see um, Hera in any of the live action. I think it's so almost far. like they're We saw Chopper. Tracks. Yeah, but they, they, the, <laughs> this Ahsoka is so incredibly loved that they'd be crazy not to make a movie with her. They, I mean, they That's are crazy. I, mean, I don't know. I, that, I'd say Ahsoka sh- was probably one of the most successful characters to come out of the Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah. That hurt the most successful. We did not like her at first. If you guys remember, we did not like her oh, at yeah. first. <laughs> and then as the the show went on into the se- uh, sixth, seventh season, we eventually grew on her and she became a character similar to the way uh, Kanan Jarrus's death had an effect on us. Like at, at first, oh we found. God, we found so sad. I know. Let's not bring that up. Uh, yeah. It's- but anyway, like these are characters that we weren't, didn't think meant anything to us. But by the time we were like, like I said, later into the later seasons, we started to get, get attached to these characters, and we start to become more and more fans of these. And that's what happened with Ahsoka. That's what happened with Kanan and Ezra, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so, like, like Joel said, like they'd be missing an opportunity to not bring Ahsoka into the live action scene. But the only problem is, is you better find a fucking actress that can pull it off, and you better find someone that fucking like stays true to that character. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Well, for sure. I mean, if it's again written by Filoni, then she's gold, you know. And uh, she's and Filoni's gets, character, yeah. Yeah. So if Filoni if he gets it. the reign over the over the project the range, then um, I, I can see it only becoming really, really good. Except for maybe one or two things that I think break canon, but I won't care because it the rest of them stays true to the to the vibe to the energy of that Star Wars is. <laughs> just like rebels so I, di- I didn't i didn't like the um the the, the loath wolves and the loath cats and the uh, world between worlds but 
you know, I, I accept it in canon now because all the rest of Rebels was so good. So what can uh, what what canon do you do you like better? Do you like the Legends or do you like Disney? Legends. Okay. Uh, what about you, Mahong? I I really like Legends. I mean, I I like both. To me, just because it's Legends doesn't mean it didn't happen. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I like both. To me, I don't really differentiate much. I mean, there is some stuff in Legends that's really like ridiculous, like Darth Nihilus eating whole planets and whatnot. Like that stuff is just like like kitty stuff to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But like. A lot of other stuff, Darth Plague. But a, a lot of that stuff is also stripped from Legends from uh, Legends canon. Right, right. True. Uh, the Legends uh, is slowly I, I was, fading into. I was looking into... it up uh, to see if the uh, the first Clone Wars season, the two seasons, the anime style seasons, those were still canon, but they they've been stripped. But then I saw that there was actually there were different gradients of canon uh, within the uh, Legends within the previous extended universe. So all the ones that are that had plot holes and everything, uh, those were stripped really, really fast. Okay, no, uh, for sure, for I, sure. I like the new canon, but uh, I'm still staying true to the uh, good old legends. So with our final discussion topic coming up, who was your favorite Star Wars character and why? And Mo, I'd like you to take those off first. Okay, Ahsoka is my favorite, and I will tell you why. She's like I'm a writer, so and I love reading. I love stories. I love character development, character mm-hmm. studies, and like you, like we were just discussing, she goes from this annoying little twerp to like this hey, very respectable guy. character over the course of the Clone Wars, and to the point where we were all heart heartbroken by what happened to her. Spoiler, um, and I really did. I mean, she to me losing her was one of the things that shattered um, Anakin's trust in the Jedi Council. Um, something that we don't really see in episode three, but something that happened nonetheless. I do think, however, that what really cemented her as my favorite character is, and I'm sure you can agree, uh, the badass way she showed up in the end of, uh, what is it? Rebels finale, showing up like (laughs) looking like Gandalf with her staff and her. Fucking great Jedi. How much more Gandalf do you get? That's very true. Yeah, for for me it's also uh, it's it's very tough choice. So I'll just give you my top three, uh, all equal actually probably. That's uh, Thron because he's badass, he's blue, and he's a fucking cool character. He's a right he's baby. A, that's right. One of the best villains. Uh, uh, one of the best villains in the expanded universe. The best villain in the expanded universe, and then one of the best my popular villains of all time. Um. And there's Ahsoka uh, as well, and there's Obi Wan, and Obi Wan's character development from one to to four, just uh, I I love Ewan McGregor's performance. I love how he started out as this Padawan, and his acting wasn't really that that tremendous actually in 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 one, but then in two he grew more into it, and then in three he really was Obi Wan, right? And then. Right. And then you look at episode four and you see like the wear and tear and then you, you know, the 20 years in between, uh, you can envision like how he, how much he has regretted failing Anakin and going over and over and over that. It's, uh, it's really well written. Yeah, I agree. Uh, for me, 
We know already. Thrawn. Second would be Tarkin. Third would be Krennic. And so you're you're a real Empire guy. I am. I'm I'm a very Empire guy, and I, and I. The similarities. Well, I don't go with Sidious. No, uh, and I'll and I'll tell you why. Uh, I like I like Sith, just like anybody else. But my favorite Sith is Maul. But that that's for a different time. Uh, Thrawn. My my attachment with Thrawn starts back when I was uh, 14 years old when I first picked up the air yep. to the air me too air to the Empire book, and I read. And I kept reading, and then I got the next one, and then I got the next one, and then the next mm-hmm. one, uh, and I kind of fell in love with the with this character that Timothy Zahn created, and his yep. his uh, what word am I looking for? He's maniacal, he's cynical, he's ruthless, he's aggressive, and he's the scariest thing about him is his knowledge, his right. knowledge yeah. and his and his analytical personality makes him one of the most terrifying characters. And the way that he attaches he attacks people by killing those around him around that is important to that person is like when, mm-hmm. with uh Hera. They took the, he took that idol. Right. Was that yeah. yes. Like which Not symbolized like the, the whole ghost crew and stuff. Like you see what I mean? Like he, he doesn't just hurt you. He hurts everyone around you. And yeah. and it's it's just the way that he approaches that. He demoralizes you. Yes. He yeah, and my newfound love for uh, Grand Moff Tarkin would be uh, from me reading the the, the Tarkin book, which oh, I still need to, to I'm about halfway it. through right now, and it is a- absolutely excellent from his upbringing to where he reaches his uh, main uh, his main standing within the Empire, and his relationship with the Emperor is it, it just really deep, and his story is very rough. It's similar to like a Spartan story where they send their youth out to kind of like develop themselves into a warrior. And he in his the planet that he grew up on wasn't level of like high standing within the uh, like the inner rim outer rim type type thing. And it was kind of looked down upon to be born from that planet and he kind of went against everything and rose above it and became a grand moth of the empire. And then with Karenic, mm. uh with the amount of aggressiveness that he has in everything. Who's Krennic again? Uh director Krennic from Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One. Oh, right. The one in charge of the Death Star. Like, like he's yeah. he's an asshole. Like, he's just a straight up <laughs> asshole. Ben yeah. Mendelsohn's portrayal of Director Krennic is just absolutely amazing. And whenever you sit down and think about it, all the people that I just listed were supposed to be on the Death Star in Episode Four. Huh. Think that about the empty, think about well, the Tarkin empty. wasn't. Oh no, uh, Tarkin wasn't. was there, but there's Thrawn two wasn't. empty seats. There's two empty seats at at that table. Yeah, but Thron Thron would never have been placed on the Death no, Star. No, Thron one. Uh, it's, it's very true because that was Krennix, not Krennix, but that was Krennix in uh, Tarkin's uh, project. But you think that that yeah, was but, that was a, yeah? But also, he, he was very much against the project. That me- yeah, not even just that it's that it's not his. But that meeting was, was wasn't just for people that. that were working on the Death Star. That meeting was for Imperial, uh, like the higher ups. The Imperial. Oh, okay. So yes, Tarkin. Pro- I mean, Thrawn probably would have been there if he yeah. wasn't exiled it, to the Outer Rim and or sent on a hyperspace jump by Ezra Bridger. I, I think he. I think he acknowledged that the rebels had gotten the plans and that there was a weakness and that he just did not want to be there when you know it got blown up. 
We he's don't have a whole lot of backstory on Krennic, and that's probably why he's my third favorite. But his, but like I said, just the character in uh, Rogue One was enough to make him one of my top three favorite characters. And I and I appreciate the Empire, and I appreciate everything that that, that came out of that that whole timeline in Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm more of a real life character type person instead of the whole you know Jedi and stuff. I I, I appreciate that stuff, and I like that stuff. But I also like the human aspect of Star Wars and these. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So my second favorite is Jyn Erso. Yeah, we, I love Jyn Erso. Uh, and you love Felicity Jones. <laughs> uh, I do. Have you read Re- Rebel Rising yet? No, I'm waiting for it to go on paperback. Okay, I know you and your fucking paperback. Yeah, I know, man. I currently have that book. I'm gonna get to it after I get done uh, reading. Really, it you want, you prefer paperback over hardcover? He does. Yeah, just because it's easier to like take around. I like being able to fold the pages and like you, I don't know how to I don't know how to explain it. It's just more comfortable in my hands. Okay, part of the experience yeah, of okay. reading for me. Joel, do you have the Tarkin book that I send you? That I did. Yeah, I do. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> yeah, still uh, sitting on my desk waiting to be read after you know the 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 Sith code and the uh, bounty hunter code and the uh, Empire handbook and uh, that stuff. I, I want to get through that first, but I can't get through it. So with that being said, we're going to bring this up to a close. But first, we're going to do a little bit of advertising. Remember, we have a website called dobackdiscussion.net. That is dobackdiscussion.net, where you can find your everything Star Wars. It's your source for everything Star Wars. You can find fan film reviews. We host some fan films on there. We do daily news articles concerning Star Wars, everything Star Wars. We post our podcasts on there, YouTube videos. I do unboxing videos now on the Do Back Discussion YouTube page. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We do a fact of the day where we post a random Star Wars fact every day accompanied by a wonderful picture. Uh, Muhammad and I do the Do Back Discussion podcast accompanied by the man, the myth, the legend. Later this month, uh, we will be presenting Tatooine Talk, a podcast brought to our brought to you by our old podcast host Jordan White, or as a lot of us to call him Big J, even though he is a short little chocolate boy from Chicago. Uh, yeah, he will be bringing you some Star Wars lore, giving you all that good nerdy stuff, probing you deep up inside your brains. But yeah, check out DoBackDiscussion.net. Email us, email us at our contact information on there. Uh, look around, enjoy, enjoy yourself. Com- comment, comment on the articles. Comment, I mean, there's comment really any comments there? You can just, uh, you don't even have to make an account. You can just leave your email address and a name, and uh, you can comment. Absolutely, for sure. We love feedback, suggestions, anything of the sort. Yes, just feel free to do, do as you please. Thank you for joining us on this special. Special, special edition of uh, the Do Back Discussion podcast on the May the 4th, 2018. Thank you, Muhammad. Thank you, Joel. I appreciate you spending this time with me. I appreciate the time and effort that you put into this company. I we love you, man. Yeah. And I Thank love you. you guys. I love uh, you, too. So with that being said, that uh, that is TJ Bowser uh, signing off. Grandmaster Z here signing off. And may the fourth be with you. Oh. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.